Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Deborah for Copy Love, Love is Here Ministry. And this is the introduction to the webcams, to all the videos. And I wanted to introduce you to me before you got started. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what the webcam series is, are going to be about. I wanted to let you know that the first series uh, is going to be a rediscovery series. And as we travel through and we learn and grow, there'll be more and more series of rediscovery. I want to let you know that I'm in a pattern. I have been highly trained and educated, and I am coming to you as a partner and ally of the most highest and mightiest general there ever is, Agape Love. I like to use the analogy that in World War II, in order to set millions and millions and millions of people free, an entire continent, nations, and resources, and the next generations and the next generations, it took allies and partners from many, many nations, highly trained in many different areas, all coming together for one purpose, to set people free. Free people cannot stand the thought of other human, humans and humanity being in bondage and slavery and can't get free. So I serve under a general, Agape Love, Love is Here. Agape Love is the most powerful general there ever is. It will take you beyond all borders, through every nation. It doesn't need any papers. It travels in a world that most people don't understand nor see. I am sort of a resistance fighter, an underground fighter. But I'm also out in the open, a teacher. And these videos on webcam are going to be teaching lessons. There will be many different series that will come along to help you. And I hope that you enjoy them and that you get to know me and you get to know yourself and you get to know others. So enjoy the webcam videos. Some of them have different lengths, but the main goal of each one is to bring hope and encouragement to you, the person that you have not yet met, the person that has been hidden from most of yourself, but not from others, and to help you discover that there is more to you than you know. And because I am a trained fighter, and I work very closely with Agape Love, we're going to be doing some, setting some things free. If you've ever watched any of the World War II stories, and how Europe was invaded, some of the countries invited the people in. Some people welcomed. Other people did not have a choice. And yet, they all ended up in the same place, bondage, to something that was more powerful, more vicious, and tormenting, and vexing. So here we are. Since humanity began, we have had problems in our hearts, in our minds, feelings, and our emotions. And boy, we have tried to figure it out. 
And there's a good article, uh, a video that you can watch called Equal Partners. Because a lot of us don't understand what is going on with us. Why do all the problems that we all want to solve and live in peace and harmony and have a wonderful life, why can we not solve them? There are so many smart and intelligent people all over the world in every nation going to school, learning, trying everything they know how to help humanity. Their hearts are so wonderful that they love and they don't like to see anybody hurting and vexed and tormented. And they're trying with every ounce of knowledge they have to figure it out. And there's resistance fighters such as me that we know you have to have something stronger than what we know. Throughout history, most of humanity believed in a connection to a higher power. And that higher power was a loving higher power. And it wanted to help us. And it wanted to touch us and caress us and be a part of our lives. Well, somehow, things got messed up. And we no longer really invite a higher power into our lives to help us. And we have turned mainly to other ways, which is working some. We are getting some results. But this enemy that's unseen that continues through thousands and thousands of generations. doesn't seem to end. The war is never solved. There's little breaks every now and then, but it goes on. Everybody's asking the question, how do I stop it? How do we end this unseen war that attacks us, that attacks our children and our loved ones? How can we have peace? How can we get along with each other? And yet there's no answers. Humanity seems to be trapped in bondage and slavery to unseen enemies that it cannot see or hear, doesn't believe in. So it has no answers. And we all put along trying to figure it out. We're trying so hard. Every nation is trying. Every educated person, every mama, every father, everybody. We even got dogs and animals trying to help us and love us and support us. All of our spiritual leaders are trying to help us. We're all trying to be free. And we're trying to get somewhere, but we don't know where. And we don't know how to get there. So I'm here through these videos to help you. I am a special person. As I said, I'm a resistance fighter. I go undercover. I travel in that unseen world, unseen realm. I also travel in the natural realm. And I live in a home. And I do a lot of other things. But I am a soldier in a war as an ally, desiring that many others come along with a God to help set people free in every nation, from an unseen invader that has set up, entrenched itself, embedded, entombed itself in our lives, whether it's in our spirit, our soul, or our physical body. And it rules us and reigns us and torments us into deep slavery and bondage. And we don't know how to get free. So hopefully 
these webcams will begin to give you hope that there is freedom and to rediscover ways that have been long forgotten so that we can come together as allies and partners in a world war that crosses every nation, every boundary, and we can defeat this enemy that has tormented humanity since its beginning. And we will learn how to fight back, how to resist. We'll know it when it shows up, and we know what its goals are. So enjoy all the webcams. I hope to get better at this. This is kind of new to me. I'll still keep making the videos, and if you want to email me or contact me, you are welcome to. My email address is Pastor Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, at agapeloveishere.org. You may link to me on LinkedIn at Pastor Deborah. Love is here. There are some videos on there. Also, you may, I'm on Twitter under Pastor Deborah. Love is here. I also have a YouTube channel called Hidden Kingdoms. There's a lot of videos there. I'm all also on four different podcast platforms. I think it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Intune. So if you have an Alexa or something, you can ask for Pastor Deborah. There are some uh, audios you can listen to. And also, I have the website www.agapeloveishere.org. I'm already currently in partnership with people in Nepal and Kenya, Philippines, and here in America. And if you wish to call me on the phone, text me. Now, I do not have a smartphone, so I'm not up there yet. Uh, at 1-850-501-5040. That is Central Time in the United States of America, Pensacola, Florida, which happens to be about three hours east of New Orleans. Beautiful beaches, kind of hot right now. But been here a long time, and I am learning how to do this webcam stuff. So hopefully I'll get better, and I will be able to teach better for you. So enjoy each video, and please feel free to email me with questions. I'll get back to you. We got a war to win and people to set free. You are invited to become an ally, a highly trained soldier, and a partner with the mightiest general there ever is, Agape Love, and help set people free. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah. This is Pastor Deborah from Agape Love, Love is Here Ministry. And this is another webcam of teaching called Spiritual Education. And I hope that you will listen in. I'm going to try to give you some demonstrations uh, about some things that happen to our spirit and how we sort of began and how it developed from the soul and what we sort of have now. As you can see, I have a beautiful little flower here. Silver, it's green, sparkles, full of life. This is how our spirit started with God. 
and it was gorgeous, full of life, because it had the spirit of life. And it was shiny, sparkling in the spirit world. And it was so bright that it couldn't even see the dirt, the humus that covered it. But it didn't know that. As an earthy, as an earthen baby, it doesn't know much. It just kind of is. But from God's eyes, the Creator's eyes, this is what he saw. Beautiful, beautiful flower. Ready to bloom and to pollinate the world with its fruit and to grow more. This is what he saw in the spirit. Beautiful white spirit. On another video, I'm going to bring a teaching uh, example, object lesson that I use when I went to the jails. And it will show you what more, what the spirit started to look like. And all the different things that were in the spirit that it lost. But now, <clears throat> excuse me, I am going to just show you sort of basically some things that happened to it in the soul. Because once it lost this spirit of light, and it was no longer in connection to its father and mother, and it had left home. As many of you know, when you run away from home, you're sort of on your own. You run into many different people. There is a great little children's book I read years ago called Are You My Mother by P.D. Eastman. It talks about a little bird who fell out of his nest when he was a little baby. And he ended up on the ground. And he goes, where am I? I've lost my mother. But I don't know what my mother looked like. Because he hadn't been born very long. So he went around to everything, every animal, every steamship. Not steamship, steam shovel, truck, car. Are you my mother? Are you my mother? Just like we do when we're lost from our mother. We go around asking everybody, are you it? Will you love me? I don't know what my mother looked like. But I know I had one, I think. I just know I did. So in the book, the little bird just keeps looking and looking and getting frustrated, calling out to everything and everybody, Mama, Mama, are you my mama? And nobody answered. And when he met people he thought might be his mama, which he didn't know what a mama was, he decided, oh, that one ain't it. And he would run some more. And so in this book, you discover that when you are little and you're not yet quite developed and know this bonding and this connection and who you really are and who your mother really is and all you're doing is sleeping and eating and pooping and mama's doing all the work and you just sleep and eat and poop, you depend on your mother to look at you with her eyes and talk to you. And she shows you and emulates that you are what she is. And for a long, long time, the little baby feels one with mama. There is no difference. You are me and I am you and that's how it is. Well, in the book, this little bird fell out of the nest. Had a rough time down here because it wasn't supposed to be down here. It was supposed to be up in the nest with mama until it was ready. 
Well, he ran into everything, asked everything, got so upset, started crying, didn't even know if he had a mama, didn't know what a mama was, and some eventually, he almost gave up. But he didn't. And somehow, miraculously, in the book, a big scooby hand from a big tractor trailer picked up the little bird that he thought might be his mama, but he didn't know, and put the little bird back in the nest. And mama was there. And he knew his heart was back home. He knew he was where he was supposed to be, but he needed help by a big something that he didn't know what it was to get back to his mama. And he said, are you my mama? And the mama bird said, yes, sweetie, I'm your mama. You're going to grow up and become like me. But right now, you're with me. You're back home. Now eat and sleep and poop. And I'll teach you how to become me. So that one day you can have little birds. But the b little bird could not get home without some help. We're the same way. Our little spirits fell. Of course, Satan helped us fall, as I told you in the other video. And we need help to get back home to our mama. But we don't know what our mama looks like. We don't know what it is, but something inside of us says we got one. I'm supposed to be loved and valued and taken care of and nurtured and, well, from what? So the book is wonderful. And it talks called, Are You My Mama? I read it years ago and God opened it up. So we start off as a beautiful white flower. But when we lost the crown and we lost the light that was in us, we lost our mama. Now we're still here, but we lost our connection. We lost, everything went dark. And we slipped down into the spirit man. Spirit man. Slipped down into the deepness, the darkness of the soul, which Satan took and shaped it and conformed it to his nature. And I'm going to show you some of the different natures and how the spirit looks out so you'll have an idea. The spirit went into the darkness of the soul. And as you can see, he's having to look through a mask. He cannot see what's out here, and he can't really see what's inside. But to the soul, to others, this is what he looks like. And he lives behind a mask that covers him. But then the soul decided, I want to be happy. So the soul goes and finds another identity. To cover his deep man that's hidden away. The deep subconscious of the soul, the hidden man. So the soul says, I want to be happy. He put on another mask. And the spirit's looking out through the same eyes. Saying, is this me? But I'm back here. What is this? What do we say? Where are we? I don't have the full. And the soul puts on this mask, trying to fake it, trying to be joyful, 
But other souls see this. And the souls are looking at other souls and other spirits, and this is all they see. Because nobody knows who they are. They don't know where they came from. They don't know why they're here. Well, this will last for a little while. Then the soul decides, I need something else. So, I now put on another mask. And I become another person. And the spirit's going, who are we now? And the soul says, I don't know. This is kind of colorful. But I'll just pretend like this is me. I'll put this mask on my face, the hidden man of the heart, and I'll pretend like I'm happy, joyful. But nobody will know the real me, because I'm going to wear this mask. I'm going to become what this mask is. And the spirit goes, what's that? And the soul will give it a name, or the spirit will give it a name. But everybody's looking from behind the mask. They don't want you to see what's really back there. So they'll do this for a while. Then the soul decided to put on another mask. The soul will say, I want to be happy. I want to be married. I want my whiteness back. I want my purity back. I know I used to be pure. And I was elegant. I was righteous. So I'm going to put on some kind of righteousness, even if it's just a mask. And the spirit back there is going, what's righteousness? We used to be white. What's that? And the spirit's going... Did we come from someplace else? I don't know. I've lived in darkness so long. So everybody, the soul and the spirit, learn how to live with a fake righteousness. And they believe that this is who they could be. But it's all sort of make-believe. And he says, but this is who we are. We're a righteous people. We're white and gay. Well, that'll last for a little while and something will come along and that mask will come off. And another mask will go on and depression and darkness will come again to the soul. And this mask will come up and this person who this mask belongs to and the spirit is just going along with the soul. And this is the condition without the light and the spirit of light. Disconnected from his father and mother, not knowing who he is because he had no imprint. He had no training from his original mother. He's lost. Having to become anything, everything. And yet nothing. So this will go along for a while and they'll wear the mask. We'll see it. They're sad. They're depressed. And then something come along and make the soul feel happy. And it'll put on another mask. And the soul will feel happy. And so the spirit says, we're happy now, right? Is this who we're supposed to be? And the soul says, I don't know. 
but this meets the whatever's going on. Because I don't know who I am. Except I'm lost. You're lost. We're trying to figure it out. And I'm mad and I'm angry. Because something's not right. But I don't know what it is. So I'm going to be the boss of us two. And the spirit is so weak now. He barely has even, he has a candle, but it's not lit. There's no spirit of life in him. You don't know who he is. He's trapped in mud and darkness and ignorance. And he goes, I don't know. And he just goes along with the soul who thinks he knows where he's going and who he is. And he's just changing masks all the time to go along with the circumstances. Because he doesn't know either. Maybe we are an animal of some kind, an owl. Maybe we are ancient aliens and creatures from somewhere. Maybe I have a spirit of something in me. That's who I am. I have some animal spirits. You think that's who you are, spirit? I don't know. I'm trapped down here in the darkness. You've locked me in the cellar. You won't let me out. You won't let me go search for anything. And the soul says, that's right. Because I'm the boss. You will be whoever I say you are. And right now we're going to be a bird. And we're going to think like a bird. And we're going to fly to worlds like a bird. Because that's gets us off the planet. Because I knew we came from somewhere, but I don't know where either. But no, I'm not letting you out of your cellar. No, you're not coming into the light. No, if I need you and I need your powers that you have, I'll get you. Other than that, just go to sleep. So the soul puts on another mask. I want to be happy. I want people to like me, so I'm going to become a joker. And I'm going to be the life of the party. And I'm going to make music with my bells. And everybody's going to laugh with me. They're not going to laugh at me. Because I couldn't stand if they laughed at me. I'll make them laugh with me. And they'll never really know that I'm really sad. They'll laugh at my jokes, and they'll laugh at my... I'll go have fun. But nobody will really know. And while I'm doing this, the soul will try to think and remember. But it was created in Satan's nature. Lies, hates truth, does not like the light. Deceiving people, lying to people, wearing masks. And all the while this is going on, the spirits locked in a deep dungeon, doors locked, no light, no food, just to sleep, crying in its eyes, crying in its heart for something that it knows not what. So the soul will go through another change.
now I'm going to be a royal one. I'm going to be a mighty leader, a government, official, a king of a company. I'm royalty. I have my mask on. I wear the colors of purple of royalty. That's who I am. Even though I'm mean and nasty and lie, cheat, steal, and I'm crooked. But you better treat me this way because this is who I am. So the soul is doing all of this changing. Adjusting to circumstances and people. With no help from the spirit unless he wants it. Because sometimes these two are one. But the spirit just has to go along with the soul. So the spirit knows nothing of who he is. Where he's from. They both forgot who their mom and dad are. And they live in a world of darkness and ignorance. Totally unhappy. Miserable. Got some kind of nature that's ugly and nasty. Because it came from their satanic father. Who hates truth and light. Revenge. No love for anything. And that's where we fail to. The spirit fell. from its place of beauty that wore a crown and fell to the deep murkiness the flesh of the soul trapped but alive but it can move around out of its body but it's ignorant might believe it's a bird or a flame of fire or just whatever and never knowing who it really is or who it was until a big hand comes along and says, I'll help you. I'll put you back where you were so you can grow in the right environment with the right teachers. And you can become what you were always meant to be. But first, we got to get rid of the old stuff. But that's no problem. So, the spirit guy, he has lived most of his life in darkness, believing everything that the soul has taught him, concepts, ideas, but something deep inside the spirit, there's an emptiness truly searching for something, some kind of love. Don't know what it is, where to get it, how to find it. There seems to be a lost family from somewhere. So it tries everything. It tries gangs. It'll try animals. It'll try families, families, families. It's trying to find a family. It's always trying to find a home. Where do I belong? Who do I belong with? Where is my place? And once they get that, then they go, what am I supposed to do? Why am I here? Is this all there is? And the spirit is asking these questions, but you don't even know who to ask to. But it's thinking, it's pondering. Now the soul's not doing that because the soul is quite happy doing what it's doing, satisfying its needs and wants, satisfying its physical body to be happy, to feel pleasure, be in control, be the boss. He's the bully of the system, of the kingdom. Everybody's going to bow down to the soul. And the little spirit, if it tries to step up and tell the soul, no, we're not going to do that, he gets tormented and vexed. And because there is another world, the spirit world out there, there are icky things in that world that the little spirit tries to avoid. 
runs away, but it can't, so it'll hide in deep sleeps and trances. And in its heart, it will go off to and create a world, a safe world it can be in. But it has powers, but it doesn't know that. It doesn't know who it is. It doesn't know why it's here. It's trying to live and survive and not get pain. Both the soul and the spirit are trying to do that. So they'll do anything they can to survive. And while they're doing that, they feel empty. And they're searching. And they're looking. Trying to find some kind of joy. They don't know what it is. But they end up with happiness. Trying to find that peace that comes from the high. Or from an orgasm. Or from a drug. They get it once. Can't ever get it again. They're trying. Because they know something's supposed to be there. They don't know what. And they don't know how to find it. And the spirit's out there moving around in the spirit world looking for it. Looking for something. But if it gets close to somebody with light, it frightens them. It hurts their eyes because they haven't lived in it. They're like an animal that is a nighttime animal. And if you turn the light on, they run. Because their eyes are adjusted now to the darkness. And light hurts them. And they don't trust anybody. But they will watch, the spirit will watch and listen. And they'll see if there is a light in you. And what is that light? Because they see lots of lights. In fact, Satan can his and him and his demonics, they can pretend like they are ministers of light. And they will deceive the little spirit. And a lot of us have had that, you know, we believe, we want to believe the people that they're telling us the truth and they don't want to hurt us and they turn out, oh, they lied and they didn't tell us the truth. Because in order to keep us in the dark, they use our emptiness and our uh, lack of knowledge against us, but we don't know that. So once you figure out that the spirit has been living in a world of abuse and trauma and no light, and the soul has been shaped and formed by that world. We have a mess. And then if you throw in the physical body that gets onto drugs or alcohol, and it's physically addicted to that, to the pleasure and the, the chemicals that get released, we're in a bigger mess. Because we can put anybody in a hospital and we can detox them. But that doesn't stop the soul from wanting craving. And it's trying to find something. It's all perverted. It's all messed up. But that's the best it knows how to do because that's its nature. And its nature is of its father, Satan. So you have to study Satan to learn the nature of the soul. And the spirit's got the same nature. And they're all searching, though. They have some deep, hidden mist in them, something that been long forgotten sort of like everybody knows there was Atlantis we're looking for it we're trying to find Shangri-La we're trying to find those places where you never grow old we're trying to contact a lot of us are trying to contact aliens we're trying to contact higher worlds we're trying to make a contact with a world that we can't see for help so we're all trying we're all searching 
Don't know for what, <laughs> but we all know something's out there. Because it sure ain't working the system we got within ourselves now. But we're trying. And hopefully these webcams will begin to tell, show you the system after the fall of the crown. And the light went out. And the loss of a father and a mother and a kingdom and a family. And how deep the spirit and the soul sunk into another nature that was not its original nature. And the only way to get back to what they originally were is the old stuff has to go away. It can't survive the, the way it is in a new kingdom, back in a kingdom of light, when it loves the darkness. And it can't survive and live happily at, with a new father and mother that were its original father and mother when it's always wanting the bad stuff. So something has to happen here. Something has to give. And that's the battle that goes on in between us. Inside of us in our kingdom. Because there's war. There's no peace. The walls of our spirit, they're broken down. Anything comes in. The gates are broken down. The other guy comes in all the time. He builds his kingdom, his cities, his fortresses inside of us. Through concepts, ideas, and thoughts, and feelings, and circumstances, culture, and families, and religious rituals. And that's all on the inside of us. But at the same time, the spirit is seeking. It's searching. It's longing for something that it sort of has a memory about. From some forgotten time can't quite get it, can't quite remember it, but it somehow believes it's there. Now the soul has the same thing, even though it lives in darkness also. So the soul loves to go to movies and watch Superman and the, the Marvel agents. And it likes to kick butt and kick the dragons and fly and be Superman. Because the soul is saying, I think I used to be that. I think I, I, I want to believe I am like Superman. And nothing can hurt me. And I'm a good guy. And so we all love the movies. We love Neo in The Matrix. We loved him. We love all the fairy tales. We don't like the bad stuff that happens in them. But we see that when the bad happens and the princesses get put under spell, it takes a love of somebody to come along and set them free. We love it. We love to see that animals talk. And they are loving. And we don't eat them. We all love the fairy tales, the movies. And God is trying, the higher power, the creator is trying to talk to us and draw us back. To a world we cannot see. We used to live in. Short, you know, for a little while. But it's still there. And he starts with the spirit. Because that's where the higher power works from. He works deep inside. He starts ministering and speaking to and encouraging the spirit. How? He has many different ways. What do you mean? He, he can't get through the locked door. He can walk through walls if he wants to. 
He go through the locks. There's nothing that can keep him out. His agape love, it find a way. If it has to come in like in the mummy movies, as sand through the keyhole, it will not stop him. Because he's going to work and reach the spirit. And that is what spiritual care is about. It's about working with that little guy, getting him re-lit, relighting his candle, getting hope back to him, getting him reconnected, getting him out of the cell, which he will be afraid to come out of, because he hasn't been in it in so long. Slowly adjusting his eyes to the light, and helping him change all his thoughts and concepts and ideas about himself and help him grow and nurture him, put him back in the nest with a mama so mama can help him grow, which takes a long time. And then from that position, the little spirit starts talking to the soul and telling the soul, who's been a bully, new things. Of course, the soul won't like it because he'll know he's trying to be dethroned and the soul will fight back. And so there is a great war that goes on inside of us. And if we have family members and they have a certain culture of the family and that does not line up with what the spirit's learning, there's war on the inside. If we're in another culture, a baby by race, war on the inside. Because the soul does not want the spirit to be a free thinker. And the soul does not want to change. And so we have a lot of things, concepts, ideas, traditions, families, cultures, that has been embedded into the soul. And it wants to stay exactly the way it is. Because if anything changes, he gives up his throne. And he's been the king and the head all the person's life. And the spirit, because when you came out of the womb, everything had already fallen. And the soul had already been the head of everybody from day one. Because what happened was, once the original Adam disobeyed and lost his crown, all of his sperm inside of him and the woman who was there, their whole DNA genetically was altered and it became the nature the DNA of Satan and then when they had their first child the woman actually got her name Eve and Eve actually means the mother of all living things the only thing that was alive was the flesh the soul the carnal nature and it went downhill from there. And you can see that carnal nature when the two boys, the first two boys, Seth and Cain, no, Abel, I'm sorry, Abel and Cain. Cain was the oldest. And he raised fruits and stuff. And then Abel came along and he raised sheep. Well, what Adam and woman had learned when they messed up and they lost their light, they lost the spirit of life, this creator went and had killed an animal, an innocent animal, covered him with the skin so they wouldn't look at their nakedness before him and before themselves. So that was the first diaper, so to speak. 
because once you discover you have a body and you see you have sexual organs and everything, you start covering up. So Adam learned that because they lost this spirit of light, this light, they'd have to wear clothes. They didn't have clothes of light anymore. They were now, the light went out. And they could see their bodies. And their nature, their DNA changed because all of humanity was inside these two people. And it all got changed and altered there. And then what happened was it began to multiply and grow. And we had our first murder. It was Cain who got jealous of Abel. Because Abel killed a little lamb or animal and brought that as a sacrifice. And they knew that that was the right thing, but Cain decided to bring some fruits and vegetables. And got, and this higher power, we'll call him God, didn't really like it. So he kind of made Cain feel bad, didn't accept it. And God said, well, if you do right and you bring what I require, which was an animal sacrifice, then you'll be okay. Well, Cain didn't like it. He got pissed off at his younger brother because he got accepted by this higher power that had kicked him out of the garden because they were trying to go back to it. And Adam and woman could say, you see over there where that cherubim for that flaming sword? We used to live in there. Everything was wonderful and great. The animals talked to us. They were our friends. We didn't have to work so hard. And we were in the presence and the love of God. But we can't go back in there. Not in this shape. We got, we're a mess. So Cain got jealous of his brother Abel and plotted and deceived and did just what his father did, Satan. He murdered his brother. Because that's what flesh does. The soul does not love its neighbor. It's jealous and angry when it's not accepted and it's going to kill the object of something. So, that's how we got started. Went downhill from there. and uh, But that's another part of the beginning. Of course, that's according to the Hebrew Bible and the Old, uh, the Old Testament part. But where they get a lot of that is, if you go back and study ancient Egypt, they believed in the underworld. They believed that they had chaos going on. And it was the king's uh, responsibility to be in contact with his higher power and keep chaos at bay. And when he died, he would go in the underworld, which was an exact duplicate of the earthly world. And he'd go fight these demons on the river Nile. And he'd eventually get to the gates and he would hold off chaos. And then everybody's heart would be weighed. And if you had lived a good life, you got to go into eternity. And if you didn't, it wasn't good. So they believed in that. And they believed that these higher powers were there and they knew there was bad stuff and they were part of earth and animals were a part of it and mankind, as you saw from the mask, had become animals. And they did not act as gods. And it wasn't really until maybe Greece or some other people where gods really became sort of nice gods. But Egypt is a really wonderful uh, nation to study, ancient Egypt. Uh... Everybody had gods. Everybody believed in a higher power. 
Something created this world that some of the great creation stories are wonderful. That a mound of dirt came out of the water. And uh, that's how man got started. They believed that the sun and the earth were all part of this. That the sun, the moon, everything was. And there was some dude up there that, some dudes and some women that they needed to kind of be in contact with. But now, uh, we don't go that way like they used to. We're off in science. We don't need that. Uh, we believe that that's just really stupid uh, superstition and uh, we're smarter than that. And we don't need that kind of help. Because once you get connected to that, uh, they do require some things on both sides. And a lot of people do serve Satan and the dark side. Do they know it? Sure, some do. But they're not going to tell you that. And sometimes they use that to get powerful political positions and leadership. Some of it's if you're not born into certain type of bloodlines, uh, you can buy your way in if you sacrifice certain things and you pay the price. You can get in the bloodline. But if you are a royal bloodline from way back when, you are already in it. And uh, But there's a lot required of you. And the rest of humanity don't know diddly squat from nothing. So they're still trying to find it in India. They go to the river Ganges and they're trying to wash sin away. They're trying to get cleaned up from some sin. So this higher power, when they get resurrected, they come back as a better person or thing. And they don't have to come back as something worse. It's sort of, everybody's out there, everybody's searching, okay? They're trying through every means possible to find these answers. So, I do a lot of studying of ancient civilization and history and the ancient aliens and all that kind of stuff because it's very important and I study different faiths and religions, nations and cultures and stuff. And I've worked with people coming out of heavy-duty witchcraft and the occult and voodoo and psychics and the occults and heavy metal music and pornography and child pornography and human trafficking. It doesn't matter. Okay? Everybody's doing something. And everybody needs help. So hopefully through these webcams you'll learn. Each one will build on itself and you'll get a little bit more information about you and what's going on on the inside of you and what's going on on the inside of other people. And since this goes up on YouTube, I'm talking to the whole world. And you can email me at agapelove, loveishere.org. I'm hoping to get some Zoom up on the website in a couple weeks so I can do some Zoom conferences one-on-one uh, -on -one people where we could have some kind of studies, you know, interactive. This is me talking to you like a teacher who can't answer any questions. But I'm trying to bring to you history, spiritual archaeology, some truths to get you to think, to ponder, ask people questions, talk to people, read books, get on YouTube, explore, research, think, okay, dig, help yourself, invest in yourself, study, learn, read, okay, help yourself so you can help other people. 
We're in a world war. This has a battle been going on since man was on planet Earth. The Earth needs you to step up. The Earth is waiting for you and all the creatures. They're waiting for you to stake your rightful spiritual place. And then they become your friends and they'll uh, have some great stories. One's called Narnia and Dr. Doolittle. And the story is I was taking a walk on a, a lonely road. And there's an eagle flying over because I live out in the woods. And the eagle starts talking to me. And I ask this higher power, God, is that eagle talking to me? Because I had never had an eagle talk to me before. And he said, yes. Because all of nature knew that I had arrived at that place, that nature was here to help me. And the eagle told me that the dogs were barking like in the 101 Dalmatians. They were spreading the word that a assassin on a motorized vehicle was coming to shoot me with, he had a gun under his jacket with a silencer on it. And the dogs knew it and they were barking like in the, hundred, the movie 101 Dalmatians. They were barking and traveling this message, getting it on up to the eagle because the eagle was flying over where I was walking and he would talk to me. And I thought this was very strange, but okay. I read about, saw the movies and the fairy tales. Okay, and Narnia, all the animals talked. And they talked in the Bible, talked in the Hebrew Bible, strange stuff. So when the eagle told me, I go, okay. So I prayed, canceled that assignment against me. And the eagle told me that all the chickens and the turkeys in the world had volunteered to die for me because I needed to be healthy. And they would gladly sacrifice their life hoping I'd eat them because I needed protein. I was trying to get very healthy. And it wasn't very long after that that this unknown stranger that I did not see in my neighborhood came on a motorized bicycle with a jacket. And he passed me. He didn't say one word to me. He went past me, turned around, and he was going to shoot me with his uh, gun, with the silencer, on his way out. There was nobody around. I would have fallen down to the ground dead, and nobody would have known anything. But because I got warning from the dogs to the eagle in the spirit that this was coming. Now, why was this going to happen? Because I was helping too many people coming out of the Satan's kingdom. And Satan was going to try to take me out. Well, the guy couldn't shoot me because I bound that up and I canceled that assignment. And Because death doesn't have any right anymore over me. He can try. So he went on. And so that was a walk. <laughs> that was a strange walk. But once I realized that I am to, that all in nature is groaning. And it's under subjection to Satan and his evilness. And we see it all over the world and to people who are polluting and hurting animals and, you know, cutting their shark fins off for sexual pleasures. And over in some Chinese town, they viciously hurt dogs to kill as they're killing them to get their quarters on going in their bodies. They, they pin their arms back because they believe the cortisol will help them have sexual enhancement. So animals are being tortured for sexual pleasure, and that's Satan's nature. And once you rise up spiritually, 
you can help them. And you can speak to the wind, and you can speak to the sun, and you can speak to the lightning, and it will answer you. Because you're the spiritual king back on the throne. And all earth was given to you. It's not yours. It belongs to the creator. But you're to manage it and guard it and protect it and watch over it. And the wind and everything's supposed to answer to you. They're kind of neutral. But as we all know that people that live in darkness can hurt nature. Pollute the oceans. We know that. We all see it. Hurt dogs, hurt animals. Okay, Mistreat them. We all know that. We don't know why they do that. But they do. So, you're supposed to rise up spiritually, get your crown back, take your rightful place in the spirit, take all the mask off and learn who you are. And that takes a spiritual mother. And you need to be back in the nest with them. And they need to be feeding you, nurturing you, watching over you till you grow. And go through your teenage years and everything. And then you're released. But that's what I do. I'm that spiritual mother. And I'm a teacher, and that's what mothers do. So I hope you enjoy this, and you get a little bit more in-depth information and education about the three parts that you are, spirit, soul, and body, and how there's a war going on inside, and why do you need this teaching, what part of what needs to happen. So hopefully next time on another webcam, I'll bring another topic. I love using object lessons, and because we're all visual learners because we're all babies children and we need to see and hear so I hope you enjoyed and that you'll come back again and listen Pastor Deborah God Beloved Ministries Love is here and hopefully I'll get this up in a few days and you can enjoy it love always and forever Pastor Deborah <laughs>